Okay, tonight is Mesechtas Psachim, Daf Pei Hey. We start on Pei Dalit Amid Beis, about uh, 10 to 12 lines up from the bottom. We are discussing se- uh, uh, seven Pshatim to explain the Nafkamina between the Tanakam and, Reb- and Rebbe. And they each learn the same Pasuk, but they learn different things out of the Pasuk. So they were trying to learn whether you're allowed to break a bone. The Tanakhama said the Etzimlay means that you are allowed to break a bone in a in a, in a puzzle carbon, but not a kosher carbon. And the Rebbe said it says that you're only not allowed to break a bone in something that's roy to be eaten. But something that's not roy to be eaten, you are allowed to. So one says kosher versus puzzle, and one says roy to be eaten versus not roy to be eaten. And we already dis- discussed on Shabbos six explanations of what's the nafkamina between the two. And the last uh, uh, explanation we gave was that the nafkamina is whether we're talking about the fat of the tail of the lamb. So it's kosher, because it's part of a carbon, so it's kosher. Therefore, you're not allowed to break a bone in it. But it has to be burnt on the mezbeach, so it's not roi l'achila. So Ravashi on Ravashi says, Kol ki agavna, in, the, in that case of the fat of the tail, vadayim by mishum there's certainly no lav, no iser breaking the bone. Why da vadayim roi l'achila klav? Because you can't eat it. It goes on the mezbeach. Everybody agrees that. Ella, what's the nafkamina? Eva shen alav kezayis basarika benayu. We're talking about a limb that doesn't have a kezayis of meat on it. Lamanda amar kosher, according to the Tanakam, who says that the iser of not breaking a bone goes on um, goes on, 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 on a limb as long as it's kosher hakosherhu, right? So the limb is kosher. The, therefore, you don't have to break a bone in this limb. But but according to Rebbe, who says that it has to be fit to be eaten, but you know, shir achila, in order to be fit to be eaten, you need a shir basar of a kezayis. And here, Veleka, you don't have it. And therefore, l'chayra, there would be no problem of breaking a bone in this limb that doesn't have a kezayis of meat on it, according to Rebbe. Ravina Amra Viyana says for the final and eighth pshat kolki gavna. Less No, everybody agrees that that's not a problem of breaking the bone. The be'in and shir achila, because everybody agrees, even the Tanakam agrees that you have to have a shir kezayis of basar. So Ravina says like this. Ravina says you have a piece of meat. So here, if you can look in the picture, Jack, I don't know if you can look while you're driving, but if you look in the picture here, there's a piece of this is a bone. Okay. Now on this part of the bone right here is there on this side, the the right side. There's a kezayis, but all the way on the left side of this bone, there isn't a kezayis. So you want to break the bone on the left side where there isn't meat. So there's meat on the other end of this limb, but in the point where you're making the break, there isn't. So Levan Diyamar, Kashar, Kwantaman Diyamar says it's a, that only if, if the carbon is pustle, you're allowed to break the bone. Hakashar, doesn't matter that there's no kezayis of meat on this spot, but there's a kezayis of meat on the other side of this limb. And therefore, it's going to be a problem of breaking a limb. But Levan Diyamar, Roy Lachila, but according to Rebbe, says that the is of breaking a bone is only on a spot which is right to be eaten, but even Shur Achila, Bamakam Shvira. It has to be the Kezayis of meat in the place where you make the break, and Vahaleka, over here, there's no Kezayis for, there's no Kezayis at the point where you're making the break, and therefore, according to Rebbe, it's not going to be a problem. Now, Tanya Karabar Minayo, okay, so we had eight explanations of what the Machlekes is between Rebbe and the Tanakama. So we learned like a Braisa that goes like four of them. The Tanya, because we learned in a Braisa, Rebbe Am Rebbe says, You have to eat the carbon Pesach in one house, you know, to break a bone. The only Chayiv for breaking a bone in a carbon Pesach that's good, but 
but you're not chayav for breaking a bone in a Karm Pesach that's possible. Now, what are examples? If there was a time when it was kosher, but by the time it became right to be eaten, it became possible. Then you're not oif Now, that was one way of learning, right? Well, it was one of the first ones, was that if it had a time when it was kosher, then it's not going to be a problem. Yesh by Shir Achila. If it has the minimum Shir of Achila, then Yesh by Mishum Shvira Satsam. But Ain by Shir Achila, Ain by Mishum Shvira Satsam. So that's going to be either according to Ravina or Ravashi, right? Either one who said that it has to be a Shir of a Kazayas on the bone is an Afkamina. Haroi Lamazbech, Ain by Mishum Shvira Satsam. That which is uh, fit to go on the Mazbech is not, uh, uh, is not um, um, subject to the Isra breaking the bone. And that goes back to the case of the fat, right? The fat. Of the of the of the tail which goes on the mizbech, bishas achila at the time for eating yesh but mishum shvira satsim shloib bishas achila but mishum shvira satsim. It's the only time breaking a bone is the time fit for eating, and that's going to be good according to the man diomar. Like that's a support to the man diomar who said, you know when the nafkamina is on erev pesach when it's not this man achila. So it's a kosher carbon on erev pesach, but it's not this man achila. That's going to be enough kamina. So we have a brisa that seems to support four of the ways of learning. Okay, itmar we learned eva shenel love kazayis basim malkam zeh. Uh, but you have a piece of, you have a limb. There's a kazayas on one part of it, but not a kazayas on the part where you're making the break. Right? So we have now Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi that are arguing the same machlekes that we just had above. Rabbi Yechon says there is a love of breaking the bone on, again, back to my, 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 my example of the limb. You're breaking it on the left side. There's meat, kazayas on the right side. So Rabbi Yechelen says, you don't have to break it even on the left side where there isn't a kazayas. Because at the end of the day, there's a kazayas on this limb at somewhere. But Rabbi Shemalakash says, no, ain't by Mishim There's no problem, Mishim The only problem of breaking a bone is at the point where it has a kazayas. So Eisri, Rabbi Yechelen, Rabbi Shemalakash, Rabbi Yechelen, so Rabbi Yechelen tries to challenge Rabbi Shemalakash from the Braisa. The Braisa says, you don't have to break a bone. So that price says whether it has a kazayis or it doesn't have kazayis. My ain't a love kazayis baser. Now, what does it mean? It doesn't have a kazayis of meat. If you tell me it's a limb that doesn't have a kazayis at all, then why is it even a problem in breaking a bone at all? Everyone agrees that if there's no kazayis on this limb anywhere, then there's no problem of breaking a bone. The price rather must mean because that Brisa can't say that there's no kazayis on this limb whatsoever because no one says that if there's no kazayis on a limb, there's a problem of breaking the bone. So there has to be this kazayis on the limb. Elamai, what does it mean there's no kazayis? It means there's no kazayis on the spot where you're making a break. And nevertheless, says the Brisa, it's still a problem of breaking a bone even though there's no kazayis on that spot. That's a raya against Rosh Lakish. And Malay Rosh Lakish would answer, that's not what the Brisa means. The, the Pasuk is saying both a bone that has a kazayis of on the outside. It's talking about the marrow. It's saying if there's no kazayis of meat on the outside of the bone, but the marrow has a kazayis inside, meaning the marrow is a kazayis, but, at the, but the marrow has to be at the spot of the break. That's what the Bryce is telling you, that ain't basa means not on the outside, but there has to be at least a kazayas on the inside. And therefore you have no riot to me, because I would say, I'm talking about a case where there's no kazayas on the outside and no kazayas on the inside. Vatanya, and we learned in a Bryce like this, you now to make a break in the bone. Whether it has marrow, it doesn't have marrow. 
But if there's no marrow, then what am I going to do with the pasuk that they have to eat vachlus and they have to eat the meat on that night? The basar shall means meat on the outside of the bone, but not the marrow. Maybe it means that you should eat the marrow, and meaning that you should break open the bone and eat the marrow. But if that's the case, if the Torah is telling you that it wants you to break open the bone and eat the marrow, then then what are you going to do with the words? Don't break a bone. The only way to get to the marrow is breaking a bone. So the Pasuk says, So you're going to say, oh, maybe it means you know which bones you're not to break? Bones that don't have marrow. So this is what the Gemara is proposing. Let's say that the Pasuk is telling you that means you should even eat the marrow. And you should break bones to eat the marrow. So when the Pasuk says don't break bones, what does it mean? It means bones that don't have marrow in them. Those are the bones you can't break. But if it has marrow, break it open and eat it. And don't wonder if this is true. The assay of go and eat the carbon Pesach should be the But so which way should I learn? So the passage says, when it repeats again by Pesach Sheni, and it says again, don't break a bone over there, I don't need to be told by the carbon Pesach Sheni not to bring, not to break a bone, because I have a, a cloud by Pesach Sheni. It says, any halachas that apply to Pesach Rishon apply to carbon Pesach Sheni. So I don't need to be told that Etzel Mesish Beruvoy. Elamai, what am I doing with the extra of the Etzel Mesish Beruvoy? So I learn out from there, from the by Pesach Sheini, that no bones are allowed to be broken, whether they have marrow in them or not. Okay, Meisvei, they tried to slug up Rosh Lakish from another Mishnah. This is the Mishnah that we're going to get to on Omen Base. The Mishnah says, So if you have a limb that projects outside of the of the boundary, okay? So let's just deal with the Mishnah now, so that way when we learn it on the base, we can go through it quickly. So the Mishnah is going to tell us that you have to keep eat Kachim Kalim inside the walls of Yerushalayim. So what happens if you stuck a piece, a limb of a carbon, not the entire carbon, but just a piece of it outside of the walls, okay? Through the, through the gates, and it's sticking out of the wall. So now you have a limb, Part of it is outside the wall, part of it is inside the wall. So part of it became possible by being stuck out of the wall, and part of it is still kosher. What do you do? So now you got to slice off and get rid of the limb, the meat, without breaking the bone. You're not allowed to break the bone. So what do you do? So you cut the bone. So again, I'm going back to my water bottle. You cut down to the bone. So you have meat on top. You cut down to the bone all around. And then... This, you slide out the bone, and here is my carbon Pesach on this side, and I slid out the bone with the puzzle meat that was sticking out, okay? So you take the bone with the meat on it out, and, and that, now that, that becomes puzzle. You're not allowed to break the bone, okay? We'll see by a regular carbon that went out of the, of the, of the, uh, of the, um, of Yerushalayim. You just take a meat cleaver and chop straight down, but obviously you can't break the bone of the carbon Pesach, so you got to take the bone with the meat that was outside of the, of the, of the, um, of Yerushalayim. You cut until you reach the bone. You peel away the skin till you get to the joint. You cut off the entire bone. So that way you don't break a bone, but you remove the entire bone, but not the flesh. That was the buster that's still kosher. Now, if you're going to say, and if you don't have a kazayas to meet in this spot, but you have a kazayas to meet in another area, there's no problem of breaking a bone. So very simple. Just peel the the, um, the 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 basar off of a small area of the bone where it's possible, and then you break it. In other words, remove the kezayis from that area, and then you can break the bone, Rishlakish. So Rishlakish, if you're right, then let's just peel off some of the basar. There'll be less than a kezayis in that area, and then you can break the bone. Obviously, that you can't do that. 
So, because otherwise the Bryce would have said, the Mishnah would have said to do that. So you see, Rosh Lakish, you're wrong. Even if there's a Kazayas somewhere on the bone, you're not allowed to break anywhere on the bone. So the Gemara says, Abai says, no, it could be really Rosh Lakish is right. That you, know, you could break the bone. Ah, if you could break the bone, why doesn't the Mishnah propose it? So Abai says, because maybe you're going to crack the bone in other parts. In other words, if you're going to stop breaking the bone here in this area, you might also crack the bone in a kosher part where there is a kezayis, and you're going to be over the answer with sish bruvoy. Ravina says another shot, the coolest, we're talking about the thigh bone which is full of marrow, and therefore a bone that has marrow in it, that's considered kezayis a basar, marrow is a basar, and therefore you, you, you're not allowed to break the bone. Okay. Tanana, so we learned in the Mishnah, Pigol, Vanoyser, Metamonas Yedayim. If you touch Pigol and Noyser, you have Tumas Yadayim. Tumas Yadayim is only Midrabanan, Midarais and no such thing. But Midrabanan, if you touch Pigal and Noiser, you have Tumas Yadayim. Rav Huna of Rav Chizda, Chadamar, one of them says the reason is that they were Chayshid the Kahuna, the Kaihanim for doing something wrong. We'll see in a minute what that is. Chadamar, they Atzle Kahuna. We're worried that they're lazy. Mar Masnea Pigal, and they're really not arguing. Because Mar Masnea Pigal, one of them taught that the reason for the Xera of Tumas Yadayim is because of Pigal. Mar Masnea Noisa. One of them was talking about Noisa. They, ta- they were talking about why the Xera was made on each one. The one who said that the whole Gezeira of Thomas Yedayim was made for Pigal Mishum Chaj de Kahuna is because we suspect the Kaihanim. What do we suspect the Kaihanim? We suspect that the Kaihanim might be trying to mess up someone else's coin, carbon. Right? So if you have a Kayan, right? So Menachem Shem, you're going to be older and you're going to have, get into a fight with some other guy. And when that guy comes to bring his carbon, we're worried that you're, you're not going to like him. Okay, not you, but okay, let's say some other kind that you know. He's not going to like that guy that's bringing the carbon. He's going to intentionally make it into Piggle to mess up mess up that other guy, right, that he's angry with. So we're worried, since we're worried that the Kaihan, he's giving me a thumbs up. So since we're worried that the Kaihan may do that, so therefore we said, you know what, if you're going to go and intentionally make a carbon into Piggle, we're going we're gonna to penalize you by making your hands tummy. So that's why what's chashdi kahuna. And the other one who said that we're worried about lazy kahanim is talking about noisa. That what we're worried that the kahanim are not going to be um, zahir and make sure that it all gets eaten. And if they and if they're not zahir to make sure it all gets eaten, then some of it becomes noisa. If they touch the noisa, they're going to be tame. So in order to prevent them from becoming tame, they um, uh, we 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 uh, I'm sorry, right? So in order to prevent themselves from becoming tame, they'll make sure to eat all the meat. Okay. Uh, you dip your hands in a mikvah. I don't know if you only dip your hands, you have to dip your whole body. I don't know. But something in a mikvah. Mamas, the Kezayis, one of them taught that this Toma of Pigal and Noiser goes only on a Kezayis. Umar, Masni, Kebeya. One says on a Beya. Mamas, the Kezayis, Kisurai. The one who says that the shear of Tomas Yadayim is a Kezayis, it says it's the same shear of Achila. Your Chayiv for eating Pigal and Noiser, just eating a, a size of an olive. So that's the same shear of Tomas Yadayim. The one who says it's the size of an egg goes like Toma. All Toma on Oichel has to be, in order for, for, for food to be Metame, has to be the size of an egg. So this is no different. has to be the size of an egg. Okay. They ask like this. So they want to know like this. This limb that got stuck outside of the boundary of Yerushalayim, does that also give over Toma, just like Toma, just like Noisar and Pigol? Me, I mean, do we say Noisar to Gazru to Toma? Noisar, they made... Of because people are going to be lazy and not finish it. But going out, which is not a din in laziness. It's active. It's not lazy. It's in order to stick tom. In order to stick the aver outside of the of the of the uh, Yushlaim, you have to actively go and do it. So maybe we didn't make the xera because we're not worried. It's not a din in lazy. People are not actively going to go and 
um, and uh, deliberately stick limbs outside of Yerushalayim. So therefore, like Azubei Rabbanu Toma, maybe in that case, Chazal did not impose Toma, or maybe, no, there's a Leishna, both Naisar, Pigal, and uh, limb that's stuck outside of Yerushalayim are all going to be um, um, uh, transmit Toma. So the Gemara says, Tashma, bring a raya from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Eber Shiyatsa Miksasa, if you have a limb that's stuck outside of the boundary of Yerushalayim, you cut it until you reach the bone, and then you peel the skin away until you get to the joint. You cut off the entire bone, right? Like we said. You said that Chazal imposed Toma, how does it help to cut off the entire bone? Right, because let's think about this. Let's go back to my, my example here with the, with the bottle. Okay, let's make believe the bottle is a bone, a limb, there's bone, and there's meat on it. Now, you have right here is the, the point where this side went out outside of Yerushalayim. Well, the right side is touching the left side. So what does it help to, set, to cut it to the bone and then bring out the bone? But the, right, the meat on the right side, which is the rest of the carbon, is touching the left side. So it's touching. The Toma side is touching the other side, the tire side. You're not going to be able to eat any part of this carbon. So why does it help to separate it at the joint? So the Gemara says, no, there's no Toma. So the Gemara therefore has a Raya. So you see, there's no Toma for sticking outside of the boundary. So the Gemara says, no, you have no Raya. Could be sticking out of the boundary does create Toma. Does create Toma. Toma starting here, but here, in order for Toma to transmit, it has to be something you could see. Okay? But if you have the inside of the meat, where is the meat on the right side of a limb connecting to the meat on the, on the, on the left side? Inside, underneath, you can't see it. It's not exposed. So when you have Toma that connects in an in a unexposed area, that's called Toma Starim. And Toma Starim loy mitamya. So the, the shita is that when Toma is touching a tahar item, but only in a concealed area, like underneath skin, that's not that doesn't transmit Toma. And therefore, the meat on the right side is going to remain tar. But there's a Ravina that learns that when you have two uh, items of food that are attached, but that are about to be detached, we treat it right now as if they're um, uh, detached right now. So the meat on the right side and the meat on the left side, since they have to be cut, they are treated right now as if they're separated. So you can't say a whole shot of Thomas Starin, because you look at it right now, that that meat that's underneath is really exposed meat, according to Ravina's way of learning. So the Gemara says, Michael and Mamma, what are you going to answer? So the Gemara says, uh, No, so the Gemara's question is, so the two parts are touching. The Chaira, the right side, should become Tame from the left side. Elamai, you have a Raya that what? That there's no Tama on meat that left the boundary. The Gemara says, No, you have no Raya. Maybe there is Tama on meat that left the boundary. How are you going to learn the Mishnah? The one that says that the shear is a kazayas of Toma, the less pay kazayas, you'll have to, he'll have to say that that Mishnah could be talking about when there isn't a kazayas, and that's why Toma doesn't spread. The one that says that the minimum shear is a beya, will have to say that that is smaller than a beya. Okay, Toshma, try to bring another raya, whether so, uh, a meat that gets stuck outside of the boundary of Yerushalayim transmits Toma. Let's say you take meat from a common Pesach from one group to another group. So we know that you have to be with a Chabura. So if you separate in two Chaburas, even if you're in the same house, you even though you're over Eloisa, say Tar, the meat remains Tar. Okay, so let's say you have a Chabura in the living room and a Chabura in the dining room two chaburis of with their own carbon Pesach, if the guy from the living room picks up and goes to the dining room with his with his meat, then he technically is, um, he's over a loisah say of loisah say min abayis min abasar chutzah, that there's a lava of taking it out of the house, or, or wherever your chabur is, but tar, the meat's tar. Now, my love tar, the yasser, doesn't the 
Bryce mean that it's tar, but it's also you're not allowed to eat it. The Yaitzimechavur says like this going from one group in the living room to a different group in the dining room is like leaving the boundary, it's like leaving Yerushalayim. And what do you see? Umifsal, that it's possible, but the Bryce says it's tar, so you see there's no tumma for leaving the boundary. Someone says, No, no, you have no right. No, what the Bryce means, it's tar and it's also mutter. The Yaitzimechavur lechavur, to go from one chavur on this side of the house to the chabur in a different part of the house, that's not the equivalent of taking meat outside of Yerushalayim. Therefore, it doesn't become possible. Hold on a second. But look what it says in the Seifa. Somebody who eats it, meaning you went from the living room to the dining room with your carbon Pesach meat. So don't tell me that it's kosher. It's possible. You're not allowed to eat it. If you eat it, you're over a love. So the Gemara says, Bishlam the Mandamar Kabeya. Okay. So it's good according to the Mandamar who said that the minimum shear is a is a Kabeya. So what how are you gonna explain it? You can explain it like this. It doesn't transmit toma because it's less than the size of an egg. But you're not allowed to eat it because it's a kazayas. Achila to, to be over a lava of achila is gonna be a kazayas. He's gonna say like this. It's osser to eat because there's a kazayas, but it doesn't transmit toma because there's not a kabeya here. There's bay kazayas, less bay kabeya. But El Mandamar Kazayas, but according to Mandamar says the shear of achila is a kazayas, and the shear of toma is a kazayas, Michael Mema, you can't answer this. Because the Brisa clearly says that what? It's tahar, but you're not allowed to eat it. So it's clearly a kazayas. So it's clearly, according to that Mandiyama, a raya, that there's no toma on meat that left the boundary. You're right. Meat that left the boundary, certainly Chazal did not, did not, did not say toma. My time, what's the reason? You're right. Chazal did not say that if you leave your chabura to go from one chabura to another chabura that you're going to be that the meat becomes tame. There's no reason to penalize people to make it in them tame because chabura people are zaris. They're careful one about the other. And if I see uh, so I'm a chabura in the living room. If I see a guy picking up from the living room, I'm going to stop him and say, "Hey, Mister, don't leave the living room. You're not allowed to." So what were they asking? So if everybody knew that there was no tome in that case, then what were they? Acclaring uh, uh, whether there is toma, uh, they were talking about not the carbon pesach from a chabura, but they were talking about any kachim kalim that leaves uh, that leaves Yerushalayim. My my, what's the halacha? The Chazal say in general that when meat leaves Yerushalayim from the kachim kalim shlamim that it be, that it transmits toma teku. For that we don't know. But ain't a chanami to go from a chabura to another chabura. Chazal definitely did not impose toma. There was no reason to because people would already be careful on their own. Okay, then the. Um, uh, then the uh, Gemara says, but about the Isra of taking out meat of the carbon Pesach, to go from one Chabur to another Chabur, right? So we took this for granted that you're not allowed to go from the living room to the dining room. But Minayin, how do you know it? What's the source in the Torah? The Tanya, right? You're not allowed to remove any of the meat from the house to go outside. Now, it could have just said, don't take any meat out of the house. Why do you have to say, Hachutza? So, how do you know? So, I know you're not to go from house A to house B. How do I know that even within one house, you're not allowed to go from one chabur in the living room to another chabur in the dining room? So, don't remove it from the place where you're eating it. Now, so now we, we talk for a minute about Hilcha Shabbos. Remember the very, very first Mishnah in Mesech the Shabbos says what? If you remember, we have the Ani and the Ashir and the Balabai, rather, the Ani and the Balabai. You have to do an Akira 
and a hanacha. You have to pick up and drop down. And you're not chayiv until you do both. An akira, a uprooting, and a hanacha. So now, says Rabbi the same halacha by carbon Pesach. When you, if you're going to be over to go from chabura A to chabura B, you have to do both. An akira from this chabura and a hanacha in the other chabura. Let's see it inside. You're not chayiv until you do a hanacha. But if you just walk over there without stopping and sitting down, you're not chayiv. Because it says, by Shabbos, it says, Al Ma, and we and we had, we just saw loy soitzi right the word soitzi loy soitzi min abayis min abasa chutzah so ma shabbos ad ovid akira vanocha so it's like by shabbos you need an akira and a hanocha avachanami ad ovid akira vanocha so you have to also sit down in your new location so. What we're saying is, if a guy walked up from the living room, walked around the dining room, but then came back to the living room, he's not going to be over for uh, transmitting the, the meat outside of the place because he didn't do a hanacha in the other place. He has a shayla. The problem is like this. They would, there were certain animals that were brought on the inside Mizbeach, right? So you have the chatos that's brought on Yom Kippur. You have the parhelim helim davar. You have certain animals, the, the koyens chatos, certain animals that are brought on the inner Mizbeach. What do you do with those animals? So those animals, you have to take the, 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 the bull or the goat that's, that's brought as a carbon, and you have to burn the meat outside of Yushalayim. And we said that, I'm sorry, outside of the Azara, rather. You burn it outside of the Azara. How do you get it out of the Azara? You used to carry it on poles. Now, the problem is, the minute you leave the Azara, you become tummy. So the Gemara now is going to say, just to say it outside quickly, you have people in the front of the poles, people in the back of the poles. Now, the guy in the front pole left the Azara. The guy in the back pole is still in the Azara. We're going to say that the guy in the front already becomes tummy the minute he left the Azara, even though he didn't put it down. Aye, there's no Akira and Hanacha. There's only an Akira. There's no Hanacha. So, and over there it says also a Lashon of Vahitzi Asapar. So you see Haitzi, but you don't need Akira and Hanacha. So why over there does the, the guys become tummy the minute they leave the Azara? That's the Gemara's Kasha. Let's see it inside. So they were carrying these carbonas out on poles. The minute the front, the guys in the front of the poles uh, left the walls of the of the Azara, but the guys in the back didn't didn't yet leave. The guys in the front become tame and they're metami their clothing. But the guys in the back are not metami their clothing. But it didn't come to rest. It didn't come to rest. There's no hanacha, and you have a lashon of haitzi. So why don't you need a hanacha? So who asked the question. He answered it. Big rarin. You know why over there you don't need a hanacha? Because the animal was so heavy that it was within three tfachim of the ground. And since it was within three tfachim of the ground, because of lavad, we said it was like it was resting on the ground. So mainly you have a technical hanacha, even though you don't have an actual hanacha. And that's why they become tamay right away. Okay, let's see the Mishnah. We already discussed the Mishnah, so we can go through this a little quickly. You have a part of a limb that stuck out of the Yerushalayim. Again, you cut until you reach the bone. Then you peel away the meat until you reach the joint. And without cutting the bone, you separate it at the joint. And then you cut off the entire bone. Regarding other carbonos, um, you just chop it with a cleaver because there there's no problem of breaking a bone so you don't have to do this whole thing of get, uh, uh, carving out the meat until you get to the joint then the Mishnah says uh, another another uh, case now if you have the art scroll um, I know Jack you're driving so you can't see this but basically if Jack I'm going to hold up my Gemara look at the picture just for a second so you see here a do- you have a door frame and then you have the door sticking out so we're going to have two parts we're going to have the door frame and then we're going to also have the, where the door hits 
the front, it's called the, the uh, it's called the door post, the door stop rather. It's where the door hits and it can't go further. So we're gonna say basically from where in the wall. Now that's 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 a picture of the of the actual wall, the actual gate in Yerushalayim. So tomorrow is gonna say where does the meat go that it's still okay, and once it passes that point, it's gonna be possible. So that's what the Mishnah says. From the ear, from the door frame area and inward is like the inside of the walls of the Azar of Yerushalayim. From the Door frame and outside is like outside Yerushalayim. We, we didn't yet deal with the actual door frame itself. We'll deal with that soon. If you have windows, and the thickness of the wall, right? So if you have people on top of the wall or people that have windows in the wall, that's all treated like inside. So Rabbi Yudam Rav says, the same halacha applies to davening with minion. If you want to be included in a minion and you're standing in the door frame, so from the door frame and inward, you're like the, you're like you're in the room, and from the door frame and outside, you're like outside of the room. And, you, and therefore, if you're outside the room, you can't be mishtatif with the minion. Rabbi Shuvan Levi said, no, it's not true. Even a metal barrier doesn't block Klai Yisrael from connecting to Hashem. And therefore, even if you have a Yid that's outside of the minion, and he is outside of the door frame, he still could be mishtatif with them with minion. Now the Gemara says, Hogufa Kasha. I don't understand. This is a Kasha itself. Now we're dealing with the door frame area itself. Amar, first you said, From the door frame and inside is judged like inside Yerushalayim. But then you said, which is mashma, how the diok is, that the door frame itself is kilachutz, is like outside the walls of the Azar, right? Only from the door frame and inward. But the door frame itself is like outside Yerushalayim. But then Ema Seifa, but the Seifa implies just the opposite. From the door frame and out is like out. But the door frame itself is mashma kilifnim, is like inside. So it's a stira in the implications of this Mishnah. One, we're talking about the 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 um the um, Sharei Azara, one we're talking about the Sharei Yushalayim. In other words, like this. The Sharei Azara are like the Azara. The Sharei of Yushalayim are like outside Yushalayim. The Omar, why? Why do we make a chiluk between the gateway of the Azara and the gateway of Yushalayim? The Omar of Shmuel Barab Yitzchak, if Neymala and Iskach Sharei Yushalayim, why were the gateways of Yushalayim not did not have Kedusha when Ezra came up and Nehemiah came up, they didn't give it Kedusha like the rest of the city. Because Mitzrayim have to leave all three machinas, right? They have to go out of Yushalayim. And the problem is in Mitzrayim, if he's going to not be able to hang out in the door of Yushalayim, then in the summertime he's going to overheat and in the winter he's going to get cold. So we need to allow him a place where he gets some, uh, some, some, uh, some um, um, what's it called, protection. From the elements. So therefore, we gave him the areas of the doorway. And that's why the doorways of Yerushalayim specifically were not, um, were not, uh, um, uh, did not have Kedusha. I, that means the doorways of the Azara do. But Amr of Shmuel Yitzhak, Why is Shar Niknor not of Kedusha? Again, Jack, you'll have to look at the picture for a minute. This is the Azara. This is the Ezra's Nashim. Here, this is the Shar Niknor. It's the eastern gate of the Azara. So this gate, all the other gates around the Azara, all the gateways are all Kedusha, have Kedusha of the Azara, except the Shar Niknor, the eastern gate. Why not? So again, because of Mitzrayim. 
Because when he comes to bring his carbon, he has to stick his thumb inside an area for the kain to put the dam of the carbon on it. Now he has to be able to stick his thumb inside, and if he's a mitzayra, he can't stick his thumb in the azara where there's kedusha of the azara. He's tame. So therefore, they didn't give kedusha to the eastern gate to allow the mitzayra to stick his thumb in the doorframe of the eastern gate to be able to be bayan yadai so that the kain could dab him with the blood, and in that way he could become tar without having an issue of tumah in the Azara. Okay, Shkoyach.